All right, we uh, we called it Hype Week uh, to start the week uh, on Monday. Uh, started firing up Packers, 49ers. Uh, it's been kind of quiet the last couple days, and we talked obviously a lot yesterday about the honest situation. But uh, where 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 are you sitting there, uh, Ebs, as we go into the weekend now? The line really hasn't moved. Uh, 49ers a three point favorite. Um, you know, we had the question earlier in the week. It, you know, if if the Packers win this game, because by the way. Just a reminder, again, if the Packers win, regardless of what the Saints or the Seahawks or anybody else does on Sunday, right now the Packers would be the number one seed yep, yep, yep. in the NFC. I, I mean, granted, there would be five games to go, but that's, you know, you call about, you know, controlling your own destiny or the road to the Super Bowl run through Green Bay or whatever you want to say, a win on Sunday, and then it's a, it's a race to the finish line for Green Bay to keep the number one seed. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this game just because there's LaFleur doesn't isn't LaFleur's brother over there and like there's Shanahan and all these connections and whatnot. They blah, tried blah, blah, to blah. interview him and the yeah. 49ers blocked him. I th- I'm guessing they wanted he wanted him for like an offensive coordinator and, and San Francisco said no. And yeah. then obviously you got yeah, LaFleur and Shanahan are like best buddies. And then you got, you know, you got your you got your your matchups like the Packers are bad at guarding against tight ends and Kittle's a beast, and then the Packers are bad against the rush and they got a good rush game, but then the Packers you know, good at the defending, the pass, yada, yada, yada. So you have all these different little scenarios here. I think it's um, – do you think it's going to be a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game? I, I, some in my, my plum somebody's going to be like in the 30s. Yeah, I think it's going to be high-scoring. Like 34, 31 is going to win it. San Francisco like – I mean, I'll give the 49ers credit. Now, granted, two of their last three wins are against Arizona, um, and I don't think the Cardinals are anywhere near, the, obviously, what Green Bay is. But, you know, San Francisco at the beginning of the season – Right, they were winning games seventeen nothing and twenty to seven, and it was about their defense. You look at like their last three games; they're putting up a ton of points. But the good thing is, to your question, is the teams playing against them are putting up a ton of points. So if if they have to rally twice in the last drive in the last three weeks to beat the Arizona Cardinals, and yes, Kyler Murray's a good looking rookie quarterback, but that's what he is—a rookie quarterback. If Kyler Murray can put up fifty points in two weeks. Again, San yeah. Francisco, which was supposed to be the best defense in the NFL this year. What in God's green earth can Aaron Rodgers and this Packers offense do to the San Francisco defense? Right. I'm excited for that. Then Rodgers uh, was talking yesterday, or sports director Zach Halpern was up there in Green Bay in the locker room. They're, t- they're thinking about the playoffs in the locker room. Rodgers says we have to beat the 49ers on the road at some point, and we might as well get it out of the way now. He's already thinking about home field advantage, already talking about playoffs in there. And they're, they, they're thinking about that playoff scenarios because they know, like, do you think that the Packers are going to see the, the 49ers in the playoffs or do you think they're going to crater out? But right now, I'd say, yeah, probably in the playoffs. I think they'll get in, but I don't think they're going to win the division. I think, you know, they're only one game clear of Seattle. They still have to play in Seattle, and the Seahawks' schedule is a lot more manageable than San Francisco's. I think San Francisco's going to end up, you know, 11-5, and five, maybe 12-4, and four, Maybe even ten and six, and I think Seattle's going to end up twelve and four, thirteen and three. So I, I think Seattle ends up winning the division. I, so Dance here, I, I think if Green Bay does what we think they can do, win the division and get a home field yep. or a first round bye, then no, you probably wouldn't see him because I don't see San Francisco getting past the wild card game. But that goes to the importance of this game, right? I mean, on the flip side, if San Francisco wins, the Packers are in a virtual tie with uh, Minnesota. Yeah. So, I mean, the difference between a win and a loss is, is pretty huge. massive right now. And you were talking about it yesterday, looking at the injury report, that the Packers are really healthy. I can't believe this. Jimmy Graham was the only non-participant, but that's just because it was veteran rest. So, I mean, he's fine. It's called load management. Evil. It's load management. And then when you look at this, the Niners' side, 
George Kittle, D. Ford, Matt Breda, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, Joe Staley, and Robbie Gold weren't practicing for the Niners yesterday. Like they're a little banged up. Packers, this this is like the healthiest the Packers yeah. have ever been this late in the season. I'm I'm I, the advantage Packers right there. Yeah, I mean, look, I I feel bad for for your guy, uh, the predecessor Mike McCarthy, a bit because he was dealt a, a bad deck sometimes with the injuries. But I mean, every team deals with it, so I mean. Some point you have to adapt and overcome. That being said, it would have been interesting to see in that eight-year stretch of playoff runs if Green Bay had ever had a fully healthy team late in the season. And then you go to that to Lafleur. Like, yes, Lafleur obviously has given a new life to this franchise. I want to see if they continue to be this healthy that they've been this season. Is it as simple as if Green Bay would have been healthy the last couple of years, they would have won more games? Or you know, is Lafleur really that great a coach? Because what was the knock always on the Packers? They couldn't stay healthy, and it was always like that. Do we want to bash McCarthy because they're not winning, or do we want to say, yeah, but dude, I mean, look at them. Well, look they can't at the, even feel the team some weeks. Look at the game against the Cardinals in the playoffs. You had well, that, you yeah. had Jared Aberdeer, Jared Aberdeeris, Jeff Janis, and <laughs> the hoodie. Uh, the missing persons reported James Jones, who didn't show up at all. That that was your receiver. And despite all that, they still lost on a fluke yeah. in overtime. So, I mean, look at the injuries. Should have went just, for two at the end of regulation. Right. Just uh, you look at it, it's like Jeff, Janice, Jared Aberderis, and James Jones, who did nothing in that game, who was, you know, probably shouldn't even been in the NFL anymore. So, yeah, the Packers, the fact that they're so healthy right now, how fortunate are we? That's my point. Like, it's insane. Like, beyond fortunate. And I, I don't know. I mean, look, again, in, they won a Super Bowl with basically practice squad players. Yeah, so I crazy. can't say that if you're healthy, it automatically means you win. And I can't say that if you have injuries, you automatically can't lose. I mean, the Patriots last year, by the time they got to the Super Bowl, they, their wide receiving situation wasn't much better than the Packers in that playoff game. I mean, the Patriots were basically signing guys off the street the week of the AFC Championship game and still won the Super Bowl. So it goes both ways. But yes, as a Packer fan, what have we kind of grown up with and expecting with here the last 10 years? You can't ever make it through a season without losing half your key players. Yeah, They haven't lost. I mean, the Devontae Adams for four games was the big injury. They went 4-0. and Like, their big injury this season was supposed to be the undoing of the season. They didn't lose a game. <laughs> so I, I can't. I mean, what, what would, I mean, short of losing Aaron Rodgers, I'd be like, I, they've figured it out, and right. they have every single guy will suit up on Sunday night. Yeah, which is which is insane, and I, I love the fact that you know Devonte Adams is finally back, and uh, they took their time with him. I don't. What was that game he came back in? That was against the. You remember was, that game? What was that? It was two games ago. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, the game before the Panthers. Yeah, but it was nice they took this time with him um, because, and then Aaron Rodgers was talking about yesterday that they don't need a second option at wide receiver. They always have this uncanny ability each game for someone else to step I mean, up right. and fill that role. I think they do, but I also think he's right that they somehow yeah, It's like, what else is he going to say? Like, right. You know. So there's a lot of good vibes going on in the Packers locker room. All right, uh, Packer fans, uh, how, uh, how how much of a difference in your mind? I mean, I think we get too caught up in the injuries, but... And they I won't mean, have time to party in California. Well, there's that. I do have a, a question for you guys on hangovers I want to get to... Uh, as well, speaking of uh, D-bags, a segue to the Daily Action Zone here. We already had two put up today with Penn State fans and the NCA for basically suspending a guy for taking illegal benefits and then basically telling the guy, you need to take illegal benefits if you want to play again. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Um, Alabama 
lost their starting quarterback last week. The guy that probably was the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. They lose a game. I I don't believe they will, nor should they be in the college football playoff, regardless of what happens at this point. But Nelson, I'll start with you on this being the gambling junior action zone enrollee. Uh, with a backup quarterback this week, this is the fifth-ranked team in the country. This is the second-to-last week of the college football season. Alabama is a 58-point favorite. <laughs> what is even the point of playing a game on November 23rd, a week before the end of the season, two weeks before the final college football playoff ranking is released, you're down to your backup, which when you lose the Heisman front runner, most people say that's the end of the season or, oh, my God, we're in trouble now. What is the point, if you're supposed to be a national title contender, of playing a game in late November against a team that you are a eight-touchdown favorite over? Now tell the people who they're playing. The 3-8 and eight Western Carolina Catamounts. And you would think, wow, big advantage for Alabama going into the week before their matchup with Auburn. But wait, then you look at who Auburn plays. They play Samford. Man, There's the SEC really it, yeah. go out doing themselves with these schedules. It's, I don't know if it's like, do we go Alabama or the SEC or maybe just skip it. I just... You didn't say Stanford. No, Sam. Samford. Samford. And no, there's not even a line on that game. It's so <laughs> egregious. I mean, Alabama, yes, they are great. Yes, they are a factory for NFL players. Yes, they're a factory for college football playoffs. But give me a break. Like, if Wisconsin or if Ohio State or Michigan played, you know, UW-Whitewater this week, people in the media would be laughing at the Big Ten, but it's the SEC and it's okay. Like, what is the purpose of Alabama playing a game as a 58-point favorite the second to last week of the regular season? That is so stupid. What's the point of playing them? Exactly. the Alabama non-conference. Duke, New Mexico State, which is one of the worst Division I teams. And then Western Carolina. It's ridiculous. Their best team is Duke that they played out of conference. Duke is terrible. Yeah, I don't know if there's a D-bag there. You guys can flush it out. How much would Duke Duke beat Western Carolina by? 45 points. I mean, Duke Duke would beat them by 50. I mean, this line should be 80. Uh, This is ridiculous. Here's Duke's four wins. North Carolina, AT&T. Middle Tennessee State. Virginia Tech, which isn't a terrible win here. And then Georgia Tech, the worst team in the ACC. That's their four wins. It's Dude, just it's NC State beat Western Carolina forty-one to nothing. I mean, you're you're supposed to be this vaunted Alabama, the greatest program ever. You got the greatest coach ever. You had the Heisman Trophy winner two weeks ago, and you're playing some team called Western Carolina, and you're a nine touchdown favorite. Here's who Western Carolina lost to: Mercer, NC State, Chattanooga, Gardner Webb. Citadel, Wofford, Furman. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's embarrassing. Uh, the the SEC is, is is tragic, and they're just hypocrisy. So what's worse, that or when Wisconsin played Utah State, who's a respectable team, Florida Atlantic, who's respectable with Lane Kiffin, and BYU. Right. Two of those all two of those three teams, by the way, went to a and bowl game. That was when they said year. they had a weak schedule. Correct. It's a joke. The SEC double standard is hilarious. Can you say my name? 
the man can't keep him down. The authority, big brother, that bald commissioner with big old ears and bookworm glasses. Whoever's trying to keep Giannis down, it yeah. doesn't matter. Get it some. doesn't matter yeah. what the refs do. Get Giannis some. beasts out last night. Bucks win their fifth in a row, ninth in their last ten. Best record in the NBA's Eastern Conference. One win behind the Lakers for the best record in the NBA. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Bucks are beast mode right now in the NBA. I woke up in beast mode. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Um, back to back tonight, got the Blazers in. Dude, everyone's like making a big deal of Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> to mo- Carmelo Anthony stinks. This isn't 2007 anymore. No, I agree. Uh, big win last night on the road for the Bucks. Welcome back in. Big Thursday show for you. It's a Thursday. Ad- I love when we do a mod on Thursday because it, it's like we love our Football Friday show, right? Once, yeah. once, you know, once late August hits in September and we have our Football Friday and we got our handicapping and our score predictors and Badger Insider and Amon Green show. And the, and the football, you know, the Joe Debo show on Friday is just four hours of football. And that's great. But, you know, Amon's a busy guy, and he has a lot of commitments, you know, uh, speaking engagements and appearances. So he's traveling um, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we moved it up to today. And that's awesome because then it's basically like an extension of Friday. So I feel like... I feel like it's Friday. Exactly. That was what I was getting at. It Today feels like a Friday show, which makes it go a lot faster. And it's just one day closer to the weekend. And it's one day closer to a Zone Blitz pregame bash. By the way, our final Man, it's Zone the last Blitz. One. I, where is the time... Gone. My liver is like screaming tears of crying tears of joy, though I think. Ah, it just you know it, it hardens up. You just got another Nelly, layer on after, it. After uh, the last tailgate, Nelly sent me a Snapchat on Sunday, looking very disheveled. And what did it say, Nelly, in it in your Snapchat you sent me? Just one more left. <laughs> we can do it, boys. One more left. <laughs> okay. Well, I wanted to ask you. I'm glad you guys brought that up because I, this was a follow up to the Packer topic, and we we're going to get back into that. Obviously, with with Amon, we also have our Packer Insider. Coming up. Um, so, two, I'm glad you brought that up because I had this question. So, obviously, we learned this yesterday that the Packers have changed their itinerary for this West Coast trip. Of course, two weeks ago when they went out to L.A., uh, they left on Friday and they didn't play till Sunday afternoon, which left the Packers basically 48 hours of downtime in L.A., uh, including Friday night. Now, I, I don't believe that any Packer was out Saturday night partying, but I do believe a large percentage of the Packers were out Friday night partying. Yes. I think Matt LaFleur, without admitting it, because he's good for him, protecting his team, Matt LaFleur basically admitted that without admitting it by saying, we're going to change, we've learned our lesson, we're going out on Saturday, which tells me LaFleur knows that they party their asses off. So yes. you're talking about the last Zone Blitz pregame bash that you were in, that Nelson looked a little rough. I mean, I was feeling rough the next I day, mean, I mean, I've been a part of eight, eight years, you and I have been doing this thing. We've been a part of countless. We had a stretch there in October Oof. or September where we did five straight home games. It, yeah, was, it just was insanity. So I want to know man. what is, I like, clearly for the Packers, two-day hangovers exist, right? Yep. And we all know that, like, a two-day hangover is a real thing, Yep. right? Yep. I want to know... Can a hangover go past two days? Have you ever been hungover longer than two days? Yeah, put that on a Twitter poll because obviously the Packers were hungover for two days, right? I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. I don't think, and I think Matt LaFleur basically confirmed it. Mm-hmm. They went out, they got into LA late Friday afternoon, early Friday evening. They probably had a team meal, maybe did a walkthrough, and LaFleur said, We'll see you back here Saturday for breakfast, or we'll see you back here Saturday for a walkthrough. And the Packers. 
in LA, which I've been many times, it's I mean, look, if you're if you're young and you got a lot of money, you can do a lot of amazing things For in LA. Sure. In time. Right. So I guarantee the Packers went out, party their asses off Friday, probably rolled in Saturday to breakfast, like, oh, oh bro, man. last night was brutal. I'll be fine by Sunday though. Yeah, give me some OJ and, and you know what a breakfast it's sandwich. Dim going, the lights. Right. And I'm going back to bed. And I guarantee they all slept all Saturday, slept off their hangovers, and they woke up Sunday and they were still kind of foggy. And I believe that the Packers Lost to the LA Chargers because they fell victim to a two-day hangover. Agreed. I'm and I'm in complete agreement. There's no there. doubt in my mind that I have come to sh- work on Monday morning still hurting from a Saturday zone blitz pregame bash. Yes. The question is, have you ever taken it past Monday? So I would say the game, the Wisconsin game against Iowa. What was that? November 9th. We I partied my ass off that day. I walked. I don't even remember walking from red zone to Mondays. Oof. And then we stayed up till bar time. I don't even remember being at the city bar. Oof. I was hung over, I think, till Tuesday. So, it was so Sunday, Monday, were... Tuesday, finally on Wednesday, I felt like I was finally a normal individual again, a, right. a human being. Put it, uh, put it on a poll. Have you ever been hung over for more than two Is days? Yes, no. Yes or no? Because I like, do we, well, first off, do we all three agree? Well, he types it up. Nelson, do you agree? that the Packers were suffering from a two-day hangover in L.A. two weeks ago? I only watched the first half because that was actually the weekend that I was in Dubuque. And after that first half, I didn't want to watch the second half. Because it was so bad. It was so bad. That was the worst half of Packers football I've seen. How hungover were you on Sunday? Oh, it was bad in the morning. <laughs> I had to take. I had to How take much Mickey my D's did you eat? Sauna. Didn't you eat like mow down a ton of Mickey D's? They said he had like four value meals when he went out. Oh, for that dinner. was it for. The, or that was when you were drunk. Yeah. What? No, that was the next day. That was his only meal he ate. He had like five thousand calories in McDonald's. Okay, so Nelson, I've, he, well, let me. So you've been. Have you been? What's the longest you've been hungover? Because you're, you're taking young, it. Past, he's younger, right? And I will say, look, when I was in high school and college. Like, in college, I ran cross-country and did wrestling. I'd go out Friday night, yeah. party my ass off at a no kegger, problem. get up at 7 a.m. and run three miles yeah. in 18 minutes. Ain't like, no thing. But that was when I was 18 and in, like, world-class shape. If I do that now, I'd have a heart attack by 100 yards in. Like, I'm not saying I did it or anything, but in high school, like, maybe, like, you'd go party really hard Friday night, and then I'd have a soccer tournament on Saturday. Right. Or I... I, I I didn't, you know. Not you, not right. Not me, someone I know. Phil Borson. I, and that guy they, was a wild man. Then they man. go and win the soccer tournaments. Like, right. there's nothing. No, hang- no hangover. So, Nelson, what's the longest you've ever been hung? Two days. I'd yeah, say see, two I, days. I think when, like, I think most hangovers are gone after a day, and th- that when you get to a second day, that's when you know you did something proper the night before. What I want to know is, has anyone ever taken it to a third day? I've taken it to a third day. And if you've taken it to a third day, what in God's green earth were you doing to get it to a See, third I've day? See, I've noticed that my hangovers had gotten worse when no, you just wait. halfway through I turned 23. <laughs> just wait till you get about 30. Oh, dude, it, it, it gets, as you get older, it gets so much more. Painful. I had a beer and a half last night because Jen drank the other half of my second beer, my wife. I was hungover. I felt hungover this morning. I had a one. I had oh. I went to Carbon 4, I had one beer, then I had, we split a beer. And I felt like I was like, oh, I'll groggy this morning. Yeah, that's, that seems one ex- and a half. Yeah, that's I extreme. mean, I'm fine but, now. But. Uh, okay, uh, have you ever, because uh, I believe the Packers are completely changing their preparation for this game simply because they were suffering from a two-day hangover. <laughs> and I think with the three of us agree that we have all suffered two-day hangovers. My, I want to know, has, have you ever taken one past two days 
And if you want to, for extra credit, believe that the Packers you so, know, were hung over in L.A. two weeks our ago. Our guy, uh, Justin Baumkamp, just tweeted at me. Oh, I like to. He, he and I have gotten a, We've had two-day hangovers I on ran the into course. him at a, I think it was the, was it the Iowa game, Justin, I ran into you? I ran into him. I saw him. I was talking with him. And I met him earlier in the day, and he just tweeted at me. He says, dude, I remember that day. He says, you were drinking by 930 in the morning for the Iowa game, and it was a 3 o'clock start. And you bring up oh, a good, dude, you bring you, up do a you good remember point. last year the Friday Good night- point, Justin. Do you remember the, what was it, Utah State? What was the Friday night game last year? Two years ago was Utah State. Who did oh. they play last year on Friday night? Oh. <sighs> I got to look. Anyway, I, that was, game I partied was a, hard, though. That's what I was just going to say. That, to Justin's point, Justin, I'll go was one it further. Western Kentucky? Uh, I think it was Western Kentucky. That was an eight o'clock kickoff, Justin. We got down to the red zone at like 11. Like, forget about drinking at 9 in the morning for a 3 o'clock kickoff. How about drinking at 9 in the morning for an 8 p.m. kickoff? Yeah. It was like the Michael Jackson thriller video by the end of Ugh. our pregame show. Like, we were down there for like 10 hours that day. That explains why I had a three-day hangover. I started drinking at 9.30 in the morning. It didn't stop till 2 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I that was that Friday. explains a lot. Now yep. it's all coming back to yeah. me. That was Friday, and that was taste. That's why of, I don't remember it. Yeah, that was taste of Madison weekend. I was like still hurting on Monday. It's like, how did I get down to Mondays? Oh, you walked, you idiot. Who oh, do we got, Nelson? Got Gator. 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 Well, back to back days. What's up, buddy? How's it going, guys? Good, Gator. How you living? Um, all right. Nice seeing so, you, Gator. Uh, hoping to catch you guys out at uh, Fleet Farm later. I'll can. be there, Gator. Four to six. Come say hi to your boy. Can't help it. It's on my way home, so I might have to accidentally show up there and get a car wash. There you I mean, go. Maybe I'll win you a gun. I could use one. Hell yeah, same. Just, we all could just, use one. Just just because I sold all my guns like a long time ago, not because I need it for anything like uh, like Rampage or anything. I just I, I need a gun. So you're right to own one, Gator. Yeah. It's your hey, God-given right. right, Gator, the damn right to bear right. arms. I do it every time I look in the mirror at the gym. I'm strapped uh, right now. With the My Little Pony iPod. With the My Little Pony iPod. You got it. So I answered the poll question. I was actually the first vote with a unanimous yes. Uh, just because. So tell the story. You, I mean, if it took more than two days, Gator, that must have been a Gator tail bender. Yeah, we'll go with that. For 96.7 FM, 1570 AM, The Zone, I'm Gator Frank. Yeah, we'll go see with you, that. Buddy. Thank you, Gator. I hope I see you today at 4 o'clock. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, look, the Packers were clearly hung over for two days. Clearly, you and Eva, or you and Nelly at the last home game. Uh, I have had many a Badger Saturday where it's lingered into Monday. Oh, yeah. But when it lingers into Tuesday, that's what I want to know Here, about. Here's a tweet. NateDog1006 says, When Green Bay won the Super Bowl in 2011 on a Sunday, I wasn't feeling normal again until Thursday. Yeah, but I was good feeling hangover because I was right there with you, NateDog. All right, I'll probably set you know my, uh, my 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 great standing that I have with the community back further, but I will share my story, and hey, it's a doozy. Sorry for partying. So we agree the Packers were hungover for two days, right? I mean, there, there's just there's just no other way to say it. Where's dim the lights? And sometimes, like, okay, I don't like again. I don't think just to be clear. I don't think they're like degenerate partners. Like I don't think they were no. out. I don't think they were out Saturday night, and I don't think they were rolling into the stadium still reeking of booze. But what I do think happened is they got after it big time Friday. Were slugs all Saturday, <sighs> and sometimes when you sleep off a hangover on like a Saturday, you're still kind of out yeah, of it dude. on Sunday. You're For like wiping sure. the sleep out of your eyes on Sunday. 
you still kind of have that, oh, I don't feel right. I'm so not wanting a drink anymore. And then you got to go out and play a game in like 85 degree temperatures. Like, dude, they were hungover. They totally were. In LA. So we want to know that was a two day hangover. Have you ever taken a hangover past two days? Um, I have two. I gave you the one over the the Iowa game, and then and I share the same sentiment as uh, Nate here, Nate Dog, who tweeted in. It was when the Packers won the Super Bowl. I remember we obviously had a DD. We had a friend that didn't drink at the. That still is he's sober, so he drove us around. We were waving the Packer flag out of the car, riding down University. Hell yeah! And we got to a bar that doesn't exist down there anymore. I'm not going to name any names. Uh, but it was going on a, it wasn't going on business. The university had bought some land, and they were blah blah blah. So all my buddies worked there. And they're like, "You guys, the Packers won the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter what you do. You can go behind the bar and make all your own drinks. We don't care." So we're going like top shelf, making our drinks behind the bar. I would probably wasn't right for a week. Well, that's the Packers won the Super Bowl. It's the greatest yeah, hangover yeah, ever. That, I'd, I'd do it again right now. That's like eating the baseball. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, like, be- I, it was the best feeling hangover I, ever. Would I ever choose to eat a baseball? No. If the Wisconsin Badgers make the college football playoff and I have to pay up our bet to Nelson, that'll be the greatest tasting baseball of all time, right? Do I want to be hungover for three days? Of course not. Yeah. If it was uh, at the heels of the Packers winning the Super Bowl, uh, no chance. We I, had like I mean, the, the the championship WWE belt. And we had it was, a, it was a serving tray for shots. Like it was beautiful. It was, and we'd hold it up and take shots like Aaron Rodgers. Okay, now 608-321-1670. So in all seriousness, though, do you think because we were talking about this with uh Heilprin the other day when he was up in Green Bay, do you think this can be a detriment to the Packers that they're like making too big a deal of it? Or do you say, no, LaFleur learned his lesson, the team learned his lesson? You know, it's not that big a deal. They're just doing, you know, they they, they went out there too early last time and they're not going to do the same thing this time. Well, obviously they wanted to change something up and LaFleur talked to everyone that he could from the, the team nutrition to some other people, quote unquote, it had to have been Aaron Rodgers. They changed up their they changed up their game plan or their travel plans because they learned from their lesson. They learned from their mistakes of what happened uh, against the Chargers. Why else would you change it? Well, you wouldn't, and that's my point. I'm saying, like, is it by changing it, does it make it more of a big deal, or do you say, look, nobody's perfect. You know, they they trial and error. Last time they went on on a Friday, they maybe got it a little too much, and uh, now they're coming on a Saturday, and it's just business as usual. I love it. I think it's a great call by LaFleur. I'm, uh, you know, like he continues to impress. I think those other people with the nutritionists was probably the hydrationists. They forgot them back in Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, Pedialyte, very underrated when you're dealing with a hangover. So Rogers, Rogers said after the Chargers game, we've got to be honest about our routine and decisions we made the last 48 hours and make sure that our heads are in the right place the next time we come on a big road trip. What do you what do you read between the lines there? What do you yeah. think that means? Well, our routine and decisions we made the last forty eight hours to make sure their heads are in the right yes, place. Yes, they were hung, they were partied too much. Lafleur I mean, said he consulted that. with the Packers medical staff, the strength and conditioning coordinator, the team nutritionist, <laughs> the head athletic trainer, and quote some other people before making the final travel plans. So Nelson, when you uh, when you uh, went to for the time being, you know, it was like a Brett Favre or like a uh, you know a Michael Jordan retirement. But when for the first time you retired the rowdy character, um, was that based on a two day hangover? The rowdy, you I know, when the, the rowdy the, character the, got the, retired. The, the rowdy character unretires more than Brett Favre did in the mid two thousands. But when the first time the, better than ever, right? The first time the rowdy character retired, was that based on a two day hangover? No, that was a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew the rowdy character wouldn't die. Um, He's like the Undertaker coming right back up. Yeah. 
No, that that's absolutely right. I mean, it's I was for special the rowdy, times, the, special occasions with special people. The rowdy character has revamped himself, though. It's like Prince changed his name to a symbol. Now the rowdy character is just yeah. like a beer can. Well, I'll make you feel better, Nelson. Again, uh, I've I've told this story I think in the past, but you know when when my, when I got back from Vegas one time on a on a bender. Oh yeah, I, I know that's not good. Yeah, and, and day two it still had improved, and I went right to the hospital <laughs> and got an IV bag in each arm. And then when that wasn't enough, I had a second IV bag in my left arm. So, <laughs> Nelson, you know, until you have to get three IV bags in the ER from de- serious dehydration from a four-day bender in Vegas. I thought there was water in beer. Um, well, I don't think I was drinking any beer. There's ice um, in the, you know, the, the mixed yeah, drinks. Yeah. You need the, you need the Amon Green uh, on the road kind of party. You stay in, you play some video games, you watch some movies, and maybe eat some Cheetos. That that's I, I wish I could have saved uh, probably years on my life and I followed my man AG's uh, road travel. Uh, all right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. You know the other thing we were talking about is you know again the the you know it's like the the flip in looking at the standings where you know a win because you already have the tie break with a win over the Vikings and you're basically dormy in the division. The worst you can do is tie for the division lead right now because you beat everybody, and I don't think they're going to go winless. So basically the Packers are going to have the, the division tie break, and with the Bears and Lions imploding, it basically comes down to the Packers and the Vikings. So basically, well, again, if you win on Sunday, the Vikings literally have to be perfect until that Week 16 game, and they still got to go to Seattle. They still got to go to L.A. and avoid the uh, Hollywood flu for 48 hours or 24, whatever they're there. So um, that's what I'm saying. A win on Sunday – Going back to our Twitter poll the other day, it doesn't guarantee you obviously a home field, but it, like it literally gives you like three games in hand with like five to play. Yeah, on the on the Vikings. Yeah, I mean this game is huge um, Sunday night. So Aaron Rodgers talking about yesterday, like I said uh, earlier in the show, he's talking about yesterday in practice, saying we got to play the Niners on the road. We'd like to do it one time, and that's coming up Sunday. They're they're thinking playoffs, and that's time I'm going to ask Amon coming up here because you know Amon's over here chilling. We got a show coming up. We'll talk about. You know, get him. Do you ever look ahead to the playoffs when you know you're going to go in? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, with five to go, um, and it's starting to, you know, right, it's starting to thin out a little bit. I mean, some of these teams are falling by the wayside. I mean, remember, remember when the Lions were undefeated and we were all Never like, lost. we were like, are the Lions for real? And, and then, then they became yes. the Lions. Remember when Carolina had won four in a row with Kyle Allen and they were like five and one and we're like, holy crap, the Panthers have to come to Green Bay and now they've haven't won a game since. So, like, things starting to change a little bit in the NFC. Packer inside of Rob Reich of Forbes.com. Rob, uh, we have pinpointed that the Packers were hungover against the the Chargers. I have reliable sources. So we put a Twitter poll question up today. Have you ever had a hangover that's lasted two days or longer? Yeah, I saw that Twitter poll. That's actually a great one, especially in this state. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I've certainly had them a day, a day and a half. Two Two might be stretching. Probably the last major one I had was 1999 going into 2000, boys, where I was, you know, a two-day type of a deal. But I remember, Joe, I, I sucked it up that day. I came in, and, and you and I did a Badger postgame show after the Rose Bowl. Oh, was Miller so, inspired, too? Yeah. Miller, yeah. Miller was Miller was probably hurting even worse than me. But, uh <laughs> We yeah, but he's a to, professional. We, we, You're we both had, professionals. We had to bring in the uh, the new century. In Rob, style. you and I were playing hurt when these two were crapping in their diapers and playing with it. We're 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 we're, we're hardcore legends when it comes to that. <laughs> 
And and I, I anticipate we will be until the day they tuck us down, right? Right. Joey? And then so. it comes full yeah, circle. Yeah, then you guys will be crapping in your diapers. And I'll be diapers, right. partying. Right. right. Exactly. There it all go. comes full right. circle. In all seriousness, <laughs> Rob, are you surprised by the change? I mean, Lafleur basically admitting without admitting that you know they got out there too early, whether he left the team to their devices or they got too you know lethargic. I mean. Uh, what what was the surprise that they went out there a day early last time, or that they kind of learned their lesson? It appears, and they're changing up the itinerary here for this weekend. Yeah, no surprise in the change, and it actually made it easier for them to do, Joe, when they kicked this game, you know, to seven twenty now Sunday night, and and gave them a few extra hours from the time they get out there in San Francisco. You know, I I certainly have talked to enough people in there about you know the the weekend leading into the Charger game and, and stuff like that, Joe. Um, I, I, I'm semi-confident or pretty confident that there was a select handful that, you know, took their, you know, took the bright lights of L.A. Uh, a little bit too far. And there were a lot of guys that were certainly professional and, and LeFleur just wasn't going to run the risk again this time of, uh, you know, letting it, uh, letting the exact same mistake happen twice. So, so here we go. No, no surprise whatsoever, and I, and I don't think it's going to mess with their travel plans, uh, you know, or or their preparation whatsoever in in the fact that this is now a seven seven twenty kickoff start come uh, come Sunday night. Visiting with our Packer insider uh, Rob Rice. So the other big storyline from Lafleur's uh, conference this week, and not really Lafleur, just you know, put it out there in the media, Robbie, is that on Tuesday when they came back for their first practice after the bye week, the injury reports listed. And there's no names on it. 53 guys on this active roster. 53 guys practice on Tuesday. In all your years of covering the Green Bay Packers, have you ever seen or been to a practice where nobody sat out because of an injury? It's a great question, Joe. I, I haven't gotten to that point in my week where I've done that homework yet. The closest thing I can remember, you guys remember they were incredibly healthy in 2014 when they when they reached the NFC Championship game and lost to Seattle. But, you know, the overwhelming majority of Mike McCarthy years, they, they were not very healthy whatsoever. And, you know, you could certainly argue that that played a role in McCarthy's eventual demise is the fact he had so many key guys out of the lineup. Um, certainly, Joe, in the last 15 to 20 years, and, and I started covering this team in 01, um, this is, I mean, at worst, Joe, it's a tie. It's a push, right? I mean, it's, it's as healthy as anybody can be. They're the healthiest team in the league. And, and typically the teams that are healthiest come uh, late November, December, and into January are the ones that win championships. So, you know, you line it up and, and things certainly look good for, for Green Bay from, from that perspective. Now, you know, what factors into play is, you know, because San Francisco, I'm guessing Joe will be without two or three of their their key cogs come Sunday night. It's all kind of shrouded in mystery right now. The the question is, does, does the 53 Green Bay have, the 46 they will suit up on Sunday night, um, is that roster good enough yet? And and I have my doubts on that. Is is it good enough yet to, to go and, and win an NFC title and win a Super Bowl, Joe? Uh, you know, to that point, Rob, um, you know, is, is this just completely luck? You know, your reference from McCarthy, I mean, have they done things differently? Is there anything you can point at to why this team's been so healthy, or is it truly just random? And maybe, you know, the football gods didn't smile on Green Bay the last few years, and now, you know, uh, it's their turn to, to be healthy. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it, I, I do, Joe, think more than anything, it's completely random. Across the league, the majority of these teams – are doing almost identical things in, in terms of, of weight room stuff, conditioning, uh, preparation, trying to keep your body right, things to that effect. So much of this is, is fluky. You guys remember Brian Balaga 
tearing up a knee on, on family night in, I don't know, what was that, about 2013? Just ran, just a random nothing thing, a non-contact injury, and it it can absolutely de- devastate a position. And, and you see that week in and week out, just the fluke injuries in this league. And Green Bay has you know, avoided those bullets this year. Uh, for them, knock on wood, here over the next six weeks, um, these, these things tend, Joe, to typically even out. Um, like, like we've talked about, they've had so many tough years when it comes to injuries that they, they were due a few breaks probably. It just, it just happened good fortune-wise for Matt LaFleur that the breaks came in his first season. Visiting with our Packer insider, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com. So let's get to the, the game at hand, Rob. And, yeah, San Francisco's only got the one loss, but you look at the last three weeks – you know, had to pull out two last-minute wins twice over the Cardinals and then losing in overtime uh, to Seattle, giving up a lot of points. You know, this defense beginning of the year looked like it was untouchable, and they're giving up big chunks. I mean, what's what's your takeaway? Is is San Francisco vulnerable, or are they just going through a stretch? Or what, what do you look at the last th- three weeks and what San Francisco has been kind of kind of had the score run up on this defense? Yeah, you know, we always talk about trap games and things like that. I think last week was their trap game, right, falling right between Green Bay and Seattle, and if you look ahead now, they, they've still got road trips, right, to Baltimore, to Seattle, and I think New Orleans, right? Three two-loss teams plus Green Bay here. You know, so they've got they've got four, eight, and two teams yet on the schedule. They're, they're looking at Arizona last week and kind of probably sleeping their way through the week in terms of a preparation standpoint, thinking they had a layup last Sunday. And, um, you know, all of a sudden they're down 16 nothing before they wake up. I, I, I do think there's some chinks in it a little bit, Joe, but, I mean, top to bottom, they rank in the top three to five of every major statistical category, you know, really that we that we have in this league from total defense to, to points allowed to, to pass, you know, opposing uh, quarterback pass rating up and down. They, they have almost a basketball team, Joe, up front with the length and the size of some of these defensive linemen. They can rotate six, seven guys at you um, coming off, uh, you know, coming off the edges and up front in the tackle positions. Um, Bowles is having a remarkable year. D Ford's that headliner obviously makes the most money, but they've got they've got a few other guys that are certainly in in his category of players. Joe, that the tackles are terrific with Buckner, kind of leading the way there. They've they've got an underrated linebacking crew. I mean, the front seven, Joe, other than maybe New England matches anybody in in football, and then they're solid in the back. And they, the key to anything here, Joe, always comes back to can these tackles hold up again one on one. They, they've been thrown pretty much every challenge and every test possible through the through the course of this season. We've talked at, at length about the murderers role they kind of faced to start the year with with the Bears and and the Eagles and uh, the Vikings and some of those teams and Denver that they saw from terrific pass rushers off the edge. And for the most part, um, you know Bakhtiari and Bulaga have held up just just fine. Bakhtiari's not having as, as good of a year as he's had. Bulaga's having a, a a borderline career year and a contract year, so. You know that that'll be a storyline to follow down the stretch. But Joe, if those tackles can hold up without any help, and then they can they can go three on two inside in the interior, um, and then when San Francisco does blitz, Rogers doesn't mind that whatsoever, and uh, he can try to pick them apart that way. I think Green Bay's got a chance. But the key to anything, Joe, again, is going to come back to how these tackles hold up on the edges and um, you know can they get those guys blocked one-on-one Robbie I want to ask you on the other quarterback that would be Jimmy Garoppolo I am I'm not the biggest believer in Jimmy GQ when you look at the Niners the first part of their schedule is you know, it's, you know it's pretty subpar but then they finish off the season with a murderer's row what is your take on Jimmy Garoppolo 
as is he a game manager? Like, what, what do you, what's your opinion on him? Yeah, I think he's more than that evil. I think I like him more than a lot of people do. I'd have him in that ten to twelve range in terms of, of top quarterbacks in the league. I think he's, you know, he he's above those mid level guys that that you'd throw in there, but he's not at the elite elite level. You know, of those five to you know guys ranked five to ten, the, the Drew Breeses of the world, Roethlisberger if he's healthy, people like that. Um, he's seventeen and three as a starter, Evo and. And you saw what that team was last year after after he got hurt. He, he came in after the trade in 2017, and he he just he brought a life to that franchise that that wasn't there for years. I mean, since since kind of the the, the Kaepernick demise, and um, obviously they fell off the map last year after he got hurt, and now he's back this year. They're 10 and one. He's he's certainly benefiting Ebo from an elite level defense and a terrific running game. They rank number two in the league and. In, in rushing offense, even though I think the average guy on Mifflin Street couldn't tell you who their running backs are. Um, it, it's still a really good group, and they block the heck out of things. But, you know, he, he's also, Evo, not playing with what anybody would consider, you know, high-level wide receivers. I mean, if, if you look at that group of receivers, other than Kittle at tight end that, that Garoppolo is throwing to, that that's a bottom five to eight group in football, and, and yet he's still putting up good numbers. He's, he's going to give you a He's going to give you two, three chances a game, guys, to, to, to corral an interception. And, and people like Jair Alexander have to hold on to the ball this week um, if, if it comes their way because those are those are the key critical turning points that, that decide these games. Alexander can't put it on the turf like he did with Kyle Allen a couple weeks ago. And, you know, but, but for the most part, Evo, I like this guy. He, he can make all the throws. He, he's smart. Um, Handsome I, fellow, I, too. I, I think he benefits unbelievably, Evo. From one of the five best coaches in football right now, and Kyle Shanahan, I, I think I think these two have have developed a, a, be, a beautiful marriage in terms of what San Francisco's offense looks like, and and I think that's a huge chip in Garoppolo's corner. I'm not sure he'd have this level of success with some other people, but but top to bottom, Evo, this 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 is a very solid guy. Now he clearly has to go ahead and, and prove it here over the last month, and then in the playoffs, he, he's obviously never won a playoff game, but. Um, but right now, from from the body of work I've seen, I I really do like this guy. Uh, all right, Robbie, prediction time. Uh, Green Bay holding as a you know a three point underdog. We mentioned it coming in off the bye week, uh, rested, healthy, healthiest they've ever been. How do you see this thing uh, playing out on Sunday night? Another classic. I I really think that guys. I mean, I, I encourage people go to Forbes. Um, if you get a chance today or tomorrow or even before the game on, on Sunday, I, I did a top five list, and really I could have went a top ten list of, of the greatest games in, in this in this series here over the last 25 years since Favre was going head-to-head with, with Montana and Young. And, and I think, you know, there have been some unbelievable games along the way. I, I think this is another one, guys, but, but I think San Francisco's defense is, is far superior to Green Bay's. I, I, I'm skeptical that Green Bay has fixed so much of what ailed it on the defensive side of the ball here, guys, over the over the two-week hiatus that they had. So I'm going to go uh, 27-23 49ers. There it is. Uh, we will be following along. Uh, RobbieForbes.com getting you set for a big one Sunday night. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. You uh, you enjoy the week and enjoy the game. And, and by the way, how, how great was that Badger Marquette game? Oh, oh Robbie, love, it was I awesome. It. I love it. We, we I feel... could use a whole other show on that, but I, I, I want to leave on that high note after I yeah, how about How about that kosher performance from Gardo, Robbie? Hell yeah. I'll take that every game. Evo. Yeah, my I man. Hey, no two-day no two day hangovers, Rob, this weekend. 
All right, I'll work on that. You See as you. well. See you, buddy. Hey, I don't know about no, that. No promises. Hey, thank you, Rob. You,